This episode of the Backseat Filmmakers features a guest host, Ryan, from work. And it is about X-Men Apocalypse. So yes, it does include some apocalyptic spoilers. Please listen appropriately. Enjoy. So check it out. Welcome to the next episode of Backseat Filmmakers. This is TJ, hashtag TVTeach, and I'm here with my buddy Ryan. We just saw X-Men Apocalypse. What's up? That was Ryan. All right. So, uh... So what'd you think? General thoughts? You no, know, I thought it was actually very well done. I thought there were some nice little references to, to third movies and them always being the worst. Oh, actually, that got a huge laugh. That got a huge laugh because huge it totally laugh. references the fact that Brian Singer was not involved with the third one. He they, actually had written the script and they threw his idea for the script out. They goofed him. I didn't know that. They yeah. threw it out. They threw it out. But interestingly, this is actually probably the least favorable of the three with the Fassbender McAvoy era hmm. of the films as opposed to McKillen Stewart. Uh, so they could even be referencing the fact without even realizing it that, that this film is not going to be on par with Days of Future Past or First Class, which as TJ and I discussed, First Class is my personal favorite just because of, you know, Fassbender in general. And TJ's yours was... You know, my, my personal favorite of the three has got to be Days of Future Past, just because yeah. I'm such a big fan of multiple timelines. Yeah. And they're one of the movies I felt like that actually kind of did it well. Yeah, no, and I So to me, awesome. that was like a huge accomplishment on the filmmaking aspect, so I was all about Days. Plus, um, I'm a sucker for Wolverine. Okay, yeah. I'll agree with you on that. And Wolverine he's all dope. over uh, Days of Future Past. That was probably Jackman's, one of my favorite Jackman performances of the character of Wolverine. Dude, and you get you get Kitty back. Yeah. Um, because, you know, X3, even though it was bad, I still did like. So it was nice to kind of see those characters again in the second one. But... But to be fair, Wolverine had a great appearance in this one. He does. I thought that that was a great way to introduce him. They immediately introduced the hostility between him and Scott Summers. And oh, the relationship so funny. Between him and Jean. It's clear that there's chemistry there. There's a connection. Even though she's, you know, the actor's 20 yeah. and she's Jackman's like 50. Because she, uh, she's got to be our, like a little younger than us and then Hugh Jackman exactly. Now, Hugh Jackman did make it very clear that the next Wolverine film he does will be his final one. And I hope he stands by that. Because I think it'll be really creepy if a 20-year-old and a 50-year-old goes out. And I'm not saying that there's nothing, there's something wrong with that. I mean, right? But essentially, if they do, um, like, essentially, right now, if they do one more Wolverine film, then they're good because we have that end of Days of Future Past where he's a professor at the school and everything. Yes. And so it like, kind of closes that storyline already. Yeah, exactly. Also, no mistakes for uh, the third Wolverine film because of that. I know he ex- he's exists. Like, he's not going to die or ever really get close to danger in my mind. Well, but... <laughs> General in- problem with the next Wolverine movie. And- the- Interestingly enough, we were just discussing the fact that Marvel has oh, made yeah. the decision to kill all the X-Men like they did with Fantastic Four. So it's going to be interesting to see where the next storyline goes in. Right. And so before I get into that, I just want to point out my favorite little nods to the series. Oh, yeah, please do. Uh, so in Days of Future Past, they make a reference to the fact that Pietro Maximov, or Pietro Lentner, is Eric's son. And he goes, my mom used to know a guy like you. And then, ta-da. Mm-hmm. His mom did know a guy like him. We later find out. We get now, the conclusion. The fact that none of the actors besides... Charles is female, co-star Moira McTaggart. Rosie Byrne, Rosie Byrne. So Rosie Byrne is the only character in the show, or in the films, that seems to have aged. 
Uh, we won't get into that. I'm not going to make a big thing about that because obviously, <laughs> uh, it's the third movie. Right. It's the 80s, 20 years later. Yeah. What's going on? Well, then don't even want to wrap my mind around the, all the Wolverine stuff, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, like, <laughs> he, he don't age, that's okay. But everyone else don't age, like, everyone else is Wolverine now? What's going on? Yeah. The only actor that has visibly aged while making these movies is Hugh Jackman because he's the only one that's been making them for 16 years. Now, uh, some great references. I whispered to TJ in the opening sequence when we see her try to save Nightcrawler. Yeah. The fact that... Oh, this is Mystique is, in some of the comic books, Nightcrawler's mother. And actually, in X-Men, the 90s animated series, that is the case. So I have, to, I have to wonder, is that part of the story, or is that just a little subtext thing? Because then we have the discovery of Pietro being, you know, Eric Lentner's son. So are they going to make reference to that in the next movie? They introduce the character a movie later? You know, then, uh, A movie later, he says the father thing. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if Singer goes with that. I don't think he will. I but, don't think he will. But to be fair, she doesn't age because of her powers. So. Um, that's true. That's true. You know, because you got to give her that. But I just don't think they do it. I think that's too many father, mother, kind of random kid yeah. things. Yeah, but to be fair, also... Because they kept the Quicksilver one open. If they had closed the Quicksilver one, I'd say it's more of a possibility, but they leave that storyline open for a future date. Well, they did say the next film will take place in the 90s, so it'll be interesting to see if they recap. So there is going to be a fourth in this kind of saga. And I think I know where it's going. So there's, there's two possibilities. It's across if the street. Okay. Wolverine becomes a central character in the next film, they could be doing the Weapon X program where they clone him. Now, that gets into the after credit scene. I'll get more into that in a sec. Or it could follow the Phoenix origin story. Because as we know, if you've seen the third one, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the third X-Men, I don't know why you're listening. Right, there's a warning. Uh, haven't made it yet, but you'll have heard it. Jean Grey... <laughs> Jean Grey is Phoenix. If you read the comic books, she becomes Phoenix, and she actually dies saving the world in the comics. And then, and then in X-Men 3, she becomes Phoenix, and Wolverine has to kill her. Right. One of the interesting Straight things also is this is the first film where you actually see Scott in a more dominant role. Scott Summers. He's finally a leader. Yeah. He was finally a leader. He and had a dope intro. It's weird, though, that he's a leader because in a lot of ways he has no experience as a leader. Right, and everyone else should be a leader except him. Um, I'm not very fond of the Jennifer Lawrence being the main character, being their teacher thing. I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to continue doing the story with that. So I was at work recently, and there was a guy there. His name is Cam Newton, and I was hearing him. Classic Newton. He was, hearing, he was asking about the allegiance of Mystique, and the gentleman with her, who he was filming the commercial with, goes, Oh, well, she, uh, what does he say? He goes, he goes, she's only a good guy. We wait here. Yeah. She's only a good guy because Jennifer Lawrence is playing her. And, you know, I don't know how I feel about that because, honestly, I, Michael Fassbender is awesome as Magneto. He's clearly the villain. He, he easily could be setting up to be the villain in the next film. But I'm wondering if they're going to take a step back from that because they kind of... They, he was the villain in the second one. They kind of had him start out as the villain, and he regressed back, as as, as opposed to the second one where he started out good still, and then he re, and then he progressed in a negative fashion. So it'll be interesting to see if he goes in and out of that. Also, it'll be interesting to see if in this '90s film, if it's still gonna for sure happen, what other characters they include, 
What's going to happen with Nightcrawler? Is he going to be in the next film? Who is who is what? Did did Havoc definitely die? I mean, I assume so. Do you think he died? I think Havoc's out. Okay. So in Havoc's fact, out. I was kind of surprised he was even in this. Like, it took me a minute to be like, wait, is that Havoc? And then I was like, hold on, that's... Cyclops' older brother. I didn't know yeah. that. Is it like so that in the, in the comic comics? books? He's actually Cyclops' younger brother. What? And uh, he doesn't have like he doesn't he, he his powers are a little bit more controlled than Cyclops's, as we see in the shows and in the movies. It's, it's like that in the movie. In the too. series X Men Evolution, uh, Havoc actually is involved in the big fight with Magneto at the end of the show. Uh, however, Havoc's not involved with too much of the show besides that. Uh, I think he's involved in like a couple storylines beforehand. But that's about it. Now, Scott has a really interesting relationship with Wolverine in that series because they all are high school age. So there's no, there's no, it's a kid's show. So there's no, obviously going to be no chemistry between Gene and Wolverine. You talking about the WB one? Uh, the Warner Brothers one, yeah. Yeah, I love that uh, one. Or the up. WB, Kids WB. Yeah, like, Kids WB all, yourself. It should be available on Netflix, but each season's also available on iTunes. Uh, not trying to promote other companies, but I'm just saying, if you want to ever check it out, it's actually very well done. Now, plug them. We plug things all the time on this show, like Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping, Shout Out. Okay, yeah. Like every episode. So, uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, at, the very end of the, at the very end of the film, I'm going to go backwards just because that's what I remember. Right. He grabs a vial of, uh, of Okay, blood. this is the post-credit scene, by the way. There is one, so stay through all the credits. The theater might turn on the lights. There is a scene. Sorry, okay. continue, Ryan. So, the blood that he has, it says Weapon X. Now, in multiple versions, they clone Wolverine to make X-23, which is a female. So Don't, it's wait, wait, wait. We see that in X-2, right? We kind of. It's, it's, it's not clear because she's been labeled as a character named Lady Deathstrike, who is a separate character in the franchise. Now, at the same time, it's, it just depends on how they, how they, how they appropriate. Uh, like, like, use the character. Like, we saw the character Psylocke in this film was one of the four horsemen played by oh, Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. She was so beautiful. My now, darling. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, lock you in. Jason Sudeikis dated her? I think they're married. No, that's Olivia Wilde. Oh, the Olivia. Aaron Rodgers, such a lucky man. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, who... I hate him. Hey, you know what? You know what? Everyone says she messed up his football game. Well, you're stupid to think if it's, if it's her who's messing it up. That's her fault. That should be his fault. But even if she is, totally worth it. Now, anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. he's still making bank. That aside. That aside, she goes off and she kind of wanders away. And oh, see, kind of... I think they set her up to be the next kind of villain. <laughs> and there's a possibility for that. What's really interesting about Psylocke in the comic books is she's part of this group called the Morlocks. They're mutants that are too deformed to actually be involved with society, so they live in the sewers. Whoa. It's very are they dark, turtles? Essentially. Um... They're all deformed. They all have weird powers. And in a lot of the versions, Psylocke actually has an eye patch, and when she lifts her eye patch, it fires a beam of energy out of it. So I was hoping oh, we'd see some. Oh, she's kind of Cyclops. Well, I was hoping we'd see some Cyclops Psylocke fight scene because in the in the uh, X Men the '90s series, she actually kidnaps Cyclops because she's looking for a male mate. Whoa! Super out of control. Ah! Random driver by. It's cool. Sorry, they yelled, had to yell back. It's a whole thing. All good. All good in this neighborhood. So, uh, TJ, did you have any questions uh, or anything you want to say about the movie or questions for me about the movie? Um, yeah. stream of consciousness. No, no, no. I've been a huge fan of listening to it. Like I said earlier, like, I don't know a whole lot about the X-Men other than a couple of the cartoon episodes I saw as a kid and then the movies. But um, I, I think, personally, they're going to do that X storyline in the Wolverine one. 
Possibly. and do the Phoenix storyline in the next X-Men film. I, I hope they do the Phoenix storyline. It's a great storyline. It, it, it creates a lot of opportunities for characters. Because I think they'll do it right this time. Because I think they tried to do it in well, the I last I want to know stand. what Brian Singer's script said. Because I guarantee you he did not have plans for James Marsden to die as Cyclops. No, 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 no. Um, and it, and if Stab he did, right in my childhood when I mean, that And if he too. did, it would have been a much more glorifying end. It, it definitely you could wouldn't tell, be this act one kind of fall into a lake BS. Yeah, and honestly, uh, in there, there, there's different versions of the story. I heard there was an early version of the script. Now this might be di- untrue, so if someone wants to dispute me on this, uh, I'll plug my Twitter handle at the end. But uh, not plugging now and then, homie. Oh uh, gosh, um, my name on Hello, Twitter is Frankie Boom. Frankie Boom. Fun. And then uh, you'll see a picture of me with a with a college basketball player, and I'm I'm holding him and cheering. I think hmm. now. Uh, uh, what I was going to um, say was... I have a uh, question after yeah. this, too. Okay. So um, he locks her, or she, Jean Grey, actually confines him in a psychic... Uh, what's it called? A psychic, like, cocoon, the same cocoon that protects her. She locks psychis, psychic, er, Cyclops in it, and then when she dies, there's a version of the script I've been told. This was, like, when the movie came out, like, years ago. Someone had the book or something like that. Uh, where they show the lake and then a beam of light comes out of it. Now, how much better would that have been? That would have set so up for a sequel. Good. I would have been so okay with Maybe that. Maybe they don't kill as many characters, so they set up for a better storyline. But I think that they wanted to really make it because they titled it The Last Hint, a finality film, which was not a good idea because then they did The Origins of Wolverine, which wasn't very good, and it left you incomplete because you know how the story ends. Right. So you're like, okay, origin story. And if you've seen the prequel Star Wars movies, we all know origin stories aren't very Fantastic. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, so what was your question? Okay, so yeah, we actually kind of like naturally transitioned to what I was going to say. So after they had like the original X-Men trilogy, right? Yeah. Um, so what are they, what are they called? Because like with Star Wars, there's original, there's prequel, there's sequel. With Marvel, we have phase one, phase two, phase three. Do they have something sectioned out like that for this universe? I think it's like timeline one, timeline two. Uh, it's not, that's my is it, guess. Yeah, because so there's then nothing, okay, there's nothing written in stone. So then but here's I would my question: it's something along those lines? Because I like to branch them in these little trilogies, which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense to me. But when you say timeline one, timeline two, essentially timeline one is days is um, what's it called? The first one, first class, and then it's X Men one, well, <laughs> two, okay, three. Okay, so here's, here's what's really so, interesting yeah. about that. This is my issue with that. Is actually. I think timeline one is X-Men Origins Wolverine and one, okay. two, three. And then timeline two is just some completely different story. And this is this is why. Is in in days of few or in first class, Professor goes go, go goes paralyzed. He gets shot in the back. Right. And Oh, by the way, this I, takes place I'm 30. confused all the time about the hair, no hair, the yeah, walking. Okay, yeah. So so whenever you're in your mind, you see yourself as you would like to be seen. Got it. So that's why he has his hair when he's in his mind. I'm Got pretty it. sure. That's like Inception. Like they talk about that in Inception right, too. Right. Not that to, kind of makes sense. Not to bring up like a movie that's Warner Brothers and this Fox, but whatever. Man, it doesn't matter. So, They're not paying us. Uh, you might need to put it close if I start to. cursing a lot. Ah, eh, uh, okay. Great. See? So, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, uh, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about oh, timeline one, timeline two. If you look at uh, X Men Three: The Last Stand, which people say is horrible, one of the best scenes in the movie is the scene where he goes to Jean's house. Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen go and the they OGs. visit her. But 
actually, if you notice, he's walking. This is before he's lost his ability to walk. And then in X-Men Origins Wolverine, he's walking. It's before he's lost his ability to walk. So if you were to take those and put them in the same timeline, being the two worst X-Men movies ever made, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Uh, just put those in the same timeline. On maybe you maybe you put the put first class one and two all in the same timeline, and then there's a separate timeline. So that would be that would be the fan timeline, the timeline that actually makes sense. But then three, and then Origins Wolverine are in a separate entirely, because actually Scott Summers is in that, and he's walking, and Patrick uh, Patrick Stewart is walking, so it's like old, and I, you can make the argument, oh, well, they hadn't had the plans out for first class. No, they haven't yet. Right. But still, it, still, there's continuity errors that later films are supposed to correct. This is one of my biggest issues with the Star Wars prequels, which is a podcast for another time. Yeah, we but, should do one on it, though. But um, because you got to understand, I've read the books. I'm more of a DC guy, so that's more up my alley. So when, we, when you see Batman vs. Superman, hit me up, and we can talk about that. I would love to. But, uh... Yeah, so, so interestingly enough, I thought it was a well-done film. I thought there were some really good story points. I think it wasn't the best X-Men movie, but it definitely wasn't the worst. Let's remember the third ones are the worst, as they said in the film. So it's as almost quoted like, in the third so movie. So it's almost like they're admitting that this we new got timeline, our, yeah. the third one is the worst. We got our little wink at the camera there. Yeah. Very meta, but not as meta as obviously Deadpool. No, they didn't look at the camera and deliver it. Now, there was a lot of, interestingly enough, a lot of inter- uh, references to films outside of this franchise. So, the third one's worse. It's because I saw Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Then we have... Uh, they're watching, actually, Star Trek on TV in Cairo. Are, yeah, that was kind of cool. The reason I know that is because I went to a fan convention. Hey, I was there, too. <laughs> for the Power Rangers. Oh, and the guy who played Apollo... I thought you were going to say Star Trek. No, no, no. So, he played Apollo... <laughs> was the voice of one of the villains in Power Rangers. So, yeah, you guys got a super nerd on this podcast right now. Yeah. That feels like an awkward silence after you said super nerd, but that was really just us crossing the street. Yeah. Keep in mind, we're walking home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just telling the listeners. So, is there any, any questions? Um, yeah, so, like... All right, well, here's a general question. So generally, I would say movie was good. If you like X-Men movies, you'll like it. You will. Um, not as good as Days of Future Past. Definitely not as good as First Class, because I think that's a more universally loved of this new trilogy. Better than all Wolverine <laughs> films to date. Yes, much better. And, um, uh, yeah, so see it. But now my question for you, Ryan, is yeah. order the X-Men movies for me. Order them in favorite to least favorite? Least favorite to favorite. Least favorite to favorite. Yeah, keep me in suspense. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Okay. Oh, God, what's my second least favorite? Wait, is I, that the one where he goes to Japan, or is no, that the no, no, very that's the first one? one? It's the very first one. Okay. It's not considered part of the storyline anymore. <laughs> None of those fucking movies are. Right, yeah, that kind of made me mad, actually, but, like, okay, it's so not I guess, kill me. I guess it's a tie between Last Stand and The Wolverine. And sure. then I'm going to put the first one... Then I'm gonna put. Uh, I, I don't. I haven't decided where I want to put this one yet, so I'm gonna keep it off the list. Uh, but then I'm gonna put. So I put the first one, and then I'm gonna put Days of Future Past. Then I'm gonna put X2 because that's a better overall film than Days of Future Past in the sense that it really does help you understand the origin of Wolverine 
It actually does a better job of doing that than Origins Wolverine, which is yeah, super fucking ironic. Yeah, it really does. Ironic. It really does. Uh, and then my favorite one by far is First Class, and my second favorite one would be X2, followed by Days of Future Past. Now, now actually, I wouldn't, I would never knock Days of Future Past, other than the fact that if I had to put it up against X2, X Men United, with the era and the time, it does a much better job setting up the, se- the, the, the sequel than. Days of Future Past. You clearly, at the very end of the film, see the ocean, and you actually, or the lake that they crash in, and you see actually Phoenix's form kind of coming across. This is before they would do post-credit scenes, I might add. What about you, TJ? What you, would you, your order be? Ooh, you know, it's kind of tough. Um, I guess I would put the first uh, Wolverine standalone, X-Men or- Origins Wolverine, because Ryan Reynolds... And that whole thing was just miserable to watch. I like Ryan Reynolds, but I agree. I, oh, yeah, and actually, I mean, technically, Deadpool is part of the X-Men franchise. Right. But if I was to put him in that franchise, I would put X-Men or, or X-Men First Class and then Deadpool and then everything else. So I wouldn't care where, what the order was. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool, well, he's excluded from this list. Because he's too meta for it. Exactly. He's way too meta. He's I wish off you knew list. Ryan Reynolds because then he would do a Deadpool voice right now. Yeah, he would. I would do one if I even remembered what it sounded uh, like. Let me try it. Um, here it is. Well, Deadpool impersonations by Ryan Call. You said my last name. Okay, I'll believe it. Uh, I probably won't. That's uh, fine. Uh, let's see. How does the <laughs> trailer like start? You probably thought this was a superhero movie, but that guy just turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. So what I wanted to say was thank you so much for giving me credit. I did make the best movie after all. Great dental plan and all that. Now, interestingly enough, I do think that this movie definitely screamed Deadpool more than the other one. But like I said, these timelines are so confusing. Uh, that was kind of Not crap. that bad. Not that bad. No, no, no. We'll let the people decide. So that'll be uh, it for today's episode. Ryan, any, any closing thought as we approach Mikasa? Uh, at some point, I'll get you my Twitter handle. That's about it. I, can't I think he already said it, so hopefully you uh, listen to this thoroughly. Yeah. TJ out. And Ryan as well. out. Dude, and uh, plot twist here, Jamie's jails. But also, guess whose car that is? Will's? I think so, yeah. You think you'd be down to watch one? He might be. I'm, I'm d-